Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2258. Today, we're starting our look at the first novel in the new Thrawn trilogy. This is the non-spoiler review of Star Wars, colon, Thrawn Ascendancy, open paren, book one, colon, Chaos Rising, close paren. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So I dare say this book has the longest title of any Star Wars fiction book, but we will shorten it with Chaos Rising and run with that. This is a non-spoiler review. And here's the funny thing. I'm going to start in a very bizarre place <laughs> with this. There is a movie back in 1999, I believe it was, called The Limey. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh and written by a guy named Lem Dobbs. And I remember vividly watching the DVD version of it and watching the director and screenwriter commentary because I really enjoyed the movie and I thought they did a lot of really cool visual and editing flashback stuff in it. It was just super intriguing. And there seemed to be this really passive-aggressive discussion happening between Soderbergh and Dobbs, where basically Dobbs was annoyed at the flashback crazy edit things that Soderbergh did with the movie, with his script. And Soderbergh, by extension, felt like the script was kind of thin and needed something in the visual department and the editing department to help kind of beef it up to full movie length and mode. And so that came back to me pretty strongly as I went through both book and audio version of Chaos Rising. And before we go on, I do want to thank Del Rey for sending me a copy of the book to review in advance, and also Penguin Random House Audio for sending me the audiobook version to review in advance. So the reason why that whole Limey story comes up, well, let me circle back to that in a minute. Let's talk about the positives of Chaos Rising. For one thing, what Timothy Zahn sets out to do in Chaos Rising is a lot of world building. So we are pretty much, you know, entirely in the chaos, in the Chiss Ascendancy, and in the regions surrounding it. 
and we are introduced to a number of races and political powers, strategic powers in the general vicinity. That's a lot to throw at you for, you know, for any reader who is, you know, catching up on an alien species and alien society. I read the Heir to the Empire trilogy way back in the day, and that was the only Thrawn reading I had ever done until the new Thrawn books came out. So I am not steeped in Chiss lore, Chiss society, Chiss politics, or anything like that. So this was all new to me, and I will say that Timothy Zahn does a good job of weaving these details throughout the story, or should I say stories, plural. Because even though this is presented as a novel, it's really kind of a spiritual sibling to Thrawn Alliances, which was the middle book in the first new trilogy of Thrawn novels, if we're going to complicate things even further. That novel, Thrawn Alliances, as you may recall, alternated between a story with Thrawn and Anakin Skywalker and Thrawn and Darth Vader. And so the events of the past had bearing on the events of the present, if you were presuming that his adventures with Darth Vader were the adventures of the present. And a similar thing is happening here in Chaos Rising. There are two interweaving stories, and one of them is marked with chapters, like your standard chapter one, chapter two, that sort of thing. That is the storyline that is happening in, you know, the comparative present, right? And then there's a memories set of chapters that are marked off by Roman numerals, memory I, memory II, memory IV, etc., etc. And those are stories that talk about Thrawn's rise through the ranks and also early encounters and engagements that he had and also his interactions with some aliens and some cultures that ultimately bear on the events that are happening in the present chapter storyline. So basically, I guess, you know, for me, at least in the reading, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't really read like a full novel so much as it reads like two novellas that have been kind of sliced up and, you know, shuffled together like a deck of cards, which is similar to the idea that I was pursuing with the whole bit about the Limey movie, like that he took the script Soderbergh did and basically kind of went and shuffled elements of it and created a very different kind of visual presentation as a result. And there's even a crazier reason for me bringing up Soderbergh and Dobbs, and it's a Star Wars reason too, and I will share that with you later on in the show. Back to Chaos Rising, though. I think the thing that's also kind of coloring my view about the novel is that, you know, we talked about how Timothy Zahn revealed on the day of its release some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, right, and revealed that he was given a trilogy from the get-go. So as he was planning this whole Thrawn Ascendancy thing, he got to think about it in a three-book arc in a way that he wasn't able to do with these three previous books, Thrawn and Thrawn Alliances and Thrawn Treason. So the fact that this first book is not really, you know, one whole book, one whole story, but it's really kind of two novellas that are shuffled together, that strikes me as a bit odd. But as usual, it's not to say that the book isn't without its pleasures. So Thrawn is, you know, fascinating as we see him developing into the person that we know and love in the later era novels and in Star Wars Rebels. So you get to see, you know, that development, which is part of the whole charm and purpose for this trilogy to begin with. 
And even though Thrawn is still just as cunning, just as, you know, Sherlockian as he is in other things, we also get a little more vulnerability from him in the earlier days. And I dare say that makes him a little easier to empathize with as a character, even knowing that he becomes a major villain in the Star Wars universe as time goes on. And there's also an interesting choice in that we don't get to get into Thrawn's head in the same way that we did in those first three books. So those first three books had moments where we are directly in Thrawn's mind and Thrawn is observing uh, particular, you know, whether facial tics or, you know, changes in blood flow to the face or like all these minute little details that he obsesses over that give him additional information about people. Well, we don't really get that, but we still do get the benefit of his observation and analysis. And at this time, or at least, you know, part of the soul story situation, he's actually learning to do the things that he ultimately does so well when we see him on later stories and in Rebels, for example. So we'll talk about more spoilery stuff in episodes to come because they do explore some really cool stuff. And I will say also that the story, the side character stories they're building with Aralani and with a Chiss Skywalker, as in the people who are helping to them to navigate through hyperspace and the caregivers that support those Skywalkers. There's a caregiver and Skywalker pairing that is also very intriguing as well. And so, yeah, we'll dig into all that stuff. Uh, before I share with you that Star Wars thing uh, with Soderbergh and Dobbs that I wanted to share with you, uh, I do just want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Audible. And once again, it's sw7x7.com slash audible to get a free audiobook and free 30-day trial of their service. It's really cool that they let us do that and it also helps support the show as well. So if it's ever something you've wanted to try, getting a Star Wars story read to you, narrated to you with all the voices and production values and all that great stuff, head to sw 7 x7.com slash audible and check it out and thank you for supporting the show so uh i just watched another soderbergh dobbs uh combination movie which i never thought that would work together again after listening to that dvd commentary but it was on a movie called haywire and haywire stars gina carano of the mandalorian fame cara dune and a supporting character in Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that was really kind of fun to see the two of them interacting on screen. And years before they, well, years before Gina Carano would appear in The Mandalorian, years after Obi-Wan shows up in the prequels, but also, I guess, years before the Kenobi series, too. So anyway, um, it was a decent enough movie also. And I think probably if I listen to the DVD commentary on that, I have a feeling it might similarly be passive aggressive in the conversation between the two of them. But anyway, so that is the non-spoiler review for Star Wars colon Thrawn Ascendancy paren book one colon chaos rising close paren and that is going to do it for this episode of the show as well thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be star wars 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by lucasfilm limited disney or 20th century fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only star wars the star wars logo all names and pictures of star wars characters vehicles and any other star wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of lucasfilm limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyright 2020 by star wars 7 by 7 we hope you love it